0: I am so excited to introduce Neutralite. This company has been around for 80 plus years. They were green before green was even a thing. They have the world's number one kids and adults vitamins and kids and adult probiotics. This company uses the power of plants from seed to product to nourish and support you and your family's immune systems so you can have fun and enjoy living life together. You know, personal testimony, I had allergies for years and couldn't even be in the room with dust or cats. And the only thing I've changed since then were my vitamins and supplements. They truly cleaned out my system and now I have three cats. Don't spend another penny on low-quality vitamins that invest more in advertisement than the product. Arm yourself with neutralite vitamins and probiotics. And they have so many more things that will keep you and your family happy and healthy. Also, you can earn points towards cash with every purchase. And with purchases over $99, there's free shipping. Stop losing sleep and time with your family and get back to life with neutralite. The link is in the show notes. Welcome
1: back to the Homeschool Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy, and today's guest is Meg Thomas. Meg Thomas is the founder of the Hippie Mama, a veteran homeschooling mama and lover of all things natural. Meg is a certified life coach, and she specializes in helping homeschooling parents build relationships with their children to create peace in the home so they can teach their children anything. Meg's sole focus is to help you have success in your homeschool. She'll give you the tools to create a thriving homeschool and independent learners. In this episode, we talk about how staying calm and relaxed when your child doesn't understand something can help your child find the confidence to figure things out. Also, how parents should feel confident in pushing their kids that are ready for more or slowing down for kids who just aren't ready. And lastly, to focus on relationships most of all, this will make everything easier. Go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper, because you're not going to want to miss what Meg has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Today we have Meg Thomas, homeschool coach. Meg, say hello to our guests and tell us what is
2: something you think most people don't know about homeschooling? Hello, I'm excited to be here. One of the things I think most people don't know is that curriculum is probably not the issue. Mm-hmm. I know that's usually everybody's biggest concern. So what about curriculum? What about this child's um, needs? This child's all this handwriting, whatever it is you're looking for. But really, the biggest issue turns out to be relationships. And when what I love to do is teach parents how to connect with their kids, so you can teach them anything. And you can use curriculum that supports your family and support your values and your systems. But it's like your child is having meltdowns. Don't just keep throwing money at curriculum, mm-hmm. fix the behavior and the connection first, and then curriculum will support your homeschool. I love
1: that. I love that. And that's so true. It's about relationship. And the curriculum is there to support your lifestyle, support your family, support all that. And I love your story. You're a mom of seven. Oh yes. my gosh. Honestly, I don't see it. Like, I don't, you look like you're like 35. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know any of it. Like, I don't understand. You're boggling my brain. She's a podcaster. She has an awesome podcast and she's a homeschool coach. And she has a workbook for parents that is really uber cheap. And I think you guys should go on her website and just get it and download it because it's going to help you did you create your own planner
2: yes so i have a planner and i have a workbook because they kind of go in tandem, right? As you're planning how your homeschool wants to look and all those things. And so I also wanted one that worked for my brain. And so I couldn't find anything that worked for my brain. And I wanted something that I could actually write my schedule homeschool day in it, plus flag football games, plus, you know what I mean? Everything I have going on. And all these little calendars were so teeny that I thought I needed to have something with the bigger space. Like we're doing memorization and then we're playing ukulele and then we're doing, you know what I mean? So I could list out, what our school day actually look like, plus our life. That's so awesome.
1: Yeah, I've actually tried creating my own planner too. I just didn't know where to go. I just wanted one for myself, just me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did you even go to make one of those things? We got to chat after. I need yeah. No. <laughs> so, talk to us about your homeschooling coach. What does it look like when a parent will call you, and you know they're starting their homeschool journey and they're looking for advice. What would that look like when they call you?
2: Yeah. Let me just give you a little bit of a backstory though. So the seven kids are all mine. Like I think (laughs) maybe like our day and age, you know what I mean? That we think maybe it's a blended family or something like, no, my husband and I've been married for a really long time and we have seven kids and most of them are older. I mean, not that old. Three of them are adults. And then two of them are really independent in their homeschool. And then an 11 year old who's pretty darn independent. And then I have my surprise caboose who's five. Wow. And so it just gave me a ton more bandwidth to take all these I have 15 years of homeschool experience and people start asking you, Meg, how do I do this? Meg, what's going on? And it's like, let me put this all in a beautiful little portfolio for you, basically. Right. So I don't have to reinvent the wheel with every single person. Right. And so what's fun is that I've taught every grade. Multiple times. I have adult children, teenagers, plus a toddler. Right. So I'm still in the thick of it. I'm still doing it. And so I just kept seeing because a lot of my girlfriends have been homeschooling for a long time, too. And so I've seen what the issues are. So not only my own homeschool, but people who other people who have homeschooled for a while, because I know in the beginning, we all worry about that curriculum and like, just take my money and you're just throwing money at different curriculum. It's like, (laughs) hold on, get your credit card (laughs) away for a hot minute. Yeah, because so what I do is how I do is a couple different ways is I have a, a membership program. So I have videos and because I get it, like lots of moms are nursing or pregnant or have, even if you have two kids, you're still figuring out a completely new dynamic and family culture. Mm -hmm. So I have videos that help you basically how to stay calm, how to take care of yourself, how to get past that fear of, am I doing enough? A lot of like, am I a good enough parent? If I don't do all these things, that'll mean I'm a bad parent, you know? So a lot of that stuff about yourself, then the whole next series is how to actually connect with your kid. And steps of how to do that. Then, what's so interesting too is you are together now, twenty four seven, and it is a completely different culture and a shock and a paradigm change to your family. And so, I kept reading all these business books just because they were good and and whatnot. And I thought, oh my goodness. This is how you run a family. Like, I didn't even think about it for business. I want my family to run like a top-notch business. And we have an aim and we have a vision and we meet together just like we would in a business. And we're having goals. So if your business wants to hit a million dollars, you don't just think it'd be nice if we made money in our business. It's like, no, we're hitting a million dollars and this is our action plan. And each week we, we meet together and see, are we off course? Are we on course? What can we do better? What are we doing great, right? So the same energy and idea with your family because you're together all the time now. Right. And so really that family piece and then yes, homeschool is the final piece of really having a why because so many times you'll hear somebody say, oh, we do Shakespeare. We have to do Shakespeare, right? And you're like, I don't know Shakespeare. Shakespeare's weird. I don't get it. It's, you know what I mean? I don't love it. And so (laughs) when you try to teach from the space of, I don't love it, trust me, (laughs) your kids can tell you don't (laughs) love it. And so just even my husband's a linguist. And so his undergrad is linguistics and he does most of the romance languages, right? So he's like, you've got to do languages, like have to have that, have to have it. So I've tried Spanish, I've tried Greek, I've tried all these languages and they all fall to the wayside because I'm just like, don't have a strong enough why. And then turning it over to him, right? And like, if you want to speak to the kids in different language, fantastic. And I will support you, right? So just going through every subject or every Instagram mom or everything you see and say, do I want it? Because language arts—it's interesting. I have a girlfriend who's Canadian who lives in the states now, and in Canada they don't teach language arts. And she's an editor now. Really? Yes. And so she said this was like so mind-boggling to me that in the states it's nouns and verbs and diagramming a sentence yeah. and adjective and all these things. And she goes, "We didn't do anything. We just read and wrote without oh, wow. all the other fluff." And it's so interesting to me to see her career path now is an editor. Right? That is cool. Yeah. So that's a big chunk of the videos and then weekly coaching sessions with me. You could do private coaching sessions with me. Just the whole and then big thing too is I always do a no yell November. And so I have a whole course now on how to not yell at your kids because just like if you had sent your kids to school and a teacher was yelling at them all the time, mm. your kid would hate that teacher. Sure. You would probably pull your kid out from that teacher. Like that teacher is crazy. So now you're the teacher and you can't really pull your kids out of your own school, right? Like you could put them back in public or private charter school, whatever. But so a big part of what I do is also teaching you how to stay calm, how to not yell and really be present. And it's a ton of fun. I love that you said that because I was watching this
1: TED talk the other day and it was this teenage girl, she was 15 years old and she talks about how parents should parent her see she had a TED talk on it and one of the things she said was one day she was just flipping out on her mom in the car and crying and yelling at her and so her mom just stood calm her mom didn't look at her just looked straight ahead and she was like and it got me angrier yeah. you know <laughs> so it got her really angry she said but after she got over it she realized like she was being silly. The girl realized she was being silly and the mom was like, it's okay. And her mom kind of like went, talked her through it and everything. And it was really interesting because as I've been talking to my students, like their front lobe isn't fully developed. right? So it's like they're highly emotional there. I even talked to my health kids today. I was saying, you know, your front lobe is not even developed, guys. Like if you're feeling a little crazy it's because you know, you're, you're just highly emotional this part of your brain is still developing you got to take a break like don't do something that later on you're going to feel regret so it's really interesting that you say that like no yell november so it's like really helping parents understand like it doesn't work and like i was even watching other videos of teachers like yelling at the students and the kids laughing and i'm like of course they're laughing because You lost control, you know, and the kid knows you lost control. And that's, I think, one of the really interesting things is that they're going to test you. They're going to test you. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to see, like, are you stronger than me? And if we can keep our calm, they're going to know at that point, like, okay, I can trust this person to keep calm and help me learn how to do that. I I remember just me being a teenager thinking that like, is she going to stay calm or is she going to freak out on me
2: right now? Yeah. (laughs) What version am I going to get? Yeah. So it's so awesome when you become the safe parent, like they always know the version they're going to get. And it just like just so people know, it doesn't mean my children are perfect. Right. Like I was listening to my son. He's 16. He was walking down the stairs and he was singing a song that I thought, oh, goodness, I don't know if you can hear me what you're saying right now. But there was no reason to go freak out and say, you should not sing that song. And that is like that reaction that how dare you sing this song? How dare you do this? It's not like it's a total PG-13 song, right? But like, (laughs) I get (laughs) out before you go to like some crazy song, right? But and then he was done. He sang two lines of it and he was done and he hasn't sung, sung it since. And so I just think a lot of times when you just relax, And don't worry about it. And don't think, oh, no, my kid's a heathen. This means my kid's going to do drugs. Like, I mean, your mind just goes down there. They're saying words like this. What else is that going to lead them down? Mm -hmm. And so it's so interesting because when you are this type of parent who's safe and calm, when you hit those teenage years, it gets to be so stinking fun. Yeah. So for a while, I had five teens and we loved it. We (laughs) were thriving. And it wasn't this awful, horrible screaming match. It was my kids having a safe place where they know that they can be themselves. Their parents love them. Sometimes they're late and their parents say, Hey, what was going on? And it's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I won't do that again. You know? And so it's just funny because somebody asked my kids if they ever snuck out and they were like, well, what about I even do? Like, why? <laughs> like it's kind of pointless. Right. Uh, and so it. it just creates this relationship, which then like not only makes parenting easier, but your homeschool is just an extension. It's just easier. It has a rhythm and a flow. And so they just go and they just do their school and you don't have this nagging and this fighting and they're not whining and you're not crying. It's just this beautiful, like beautiful is the best word I can think of where your day just flows and has this amazing rhythm to it. And school is just this part of life and not a headache and not a problem.
1: I love you say flow because I believe like we all live in flows. Just all of us. We have a flow for just everything. I, I'm not going to mention female flows, but I'm saying <laughs> we have flows. You know? <laughs> but we do. You know, we all have a flow that we live by. I think sometimes we don't realize that sometimes we're just a little bit erratic because we have so much going on. But truth be told, we all do have a flow and live in that. So, my gosh, you said five teenagers. I keep looking at you. I'm like, Where?
2: Well, I got married at 19. If that helps. And okay. Okay. It makes baby. a little bit more sense. <laughs> okay. I had my first baby at 21 Okay. and baby number six came at 30 and then surprise baby at 36. So I'm 42.
1: Oh my gosh! Honestly, you still don't like. It. like it's amazing. And You're it's probably, making my day. <laughs> honestly, you know what? I've noticed that a lot of times when people have a lot of kids, they actually have understand how to raise them and everything. Like right. you, you probably have a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And I do like teenagers too. Like I teach high school. Like I don't want to teach any other grade. Like I have mm-hmm. so much fun with high schoolers and teenagers, they're more fun. I find that they're more fun. You can talk to them. You can relate with them. And it's sad when parents go, Oh my gosh, you get to the teenager. It's like, let's stop with that. Yes. Stereotype because it's not true. They're really cool. They're they're really cool as teenagers.
2: Yeah. And it's fun. And what's crazy too, is so a lot of people think that because of where I am now that I just had the most beautiful, perfect upbringing (laughs) that I didn't. (laughs) Like, I was abused my whole entire childhood, um, single parent, and I ran away, like, would get kicked out, like, all the exciting things, right? And so I got married, and I thought, I will never yelp my kids. I am not going to be like my own parents. And then I had kids, <laughs> right? And I saw how easy it was. And so I didn't find anybody teaching these steps of how to actually be with them and like them and not yell at them and connect with them. And I just got to build upon that and just create this homeschool where it's just peaceful and fun.
1: You know, with all the learning challenges now, right? And like the Mm -hmm. gift of children, the 2E, all this other stuff, how do you help parents navigate those issues as well?
2: What's so fun is that you get to completely individualize. And so, and you get to play to their strengths. So I have, I mean, cause obviously I have so many kids. I have all the different types of personalities and struggles and strengths and all those things. And so my third child was really, really bad at math. And so we slowed it down, but she is the most talented singer and musician and theater. And so we played to her strengths. And so, yeah, we did math, but we just simplified it. Like she didn't need to do calculus. She didn't need to do all this advanced math. And she actually got her associates at 16, which sounds funny for somebody who really hated math. <laughs> um, but like because of that theater, that acting side, she was a brilliant writer. So we played to her strengths always. And so and then her next brother actually is an amazing math And he was tutoring the neighborhood kids that would go to school and come home and the neighbors would hire him to teach them math. So I played to his strengths because he is not an artist. He doesn't care to do theater. He doesn't do those things. And so whatever your kid is, it's like picking him off of this. You're behind, you're ahead. It's just you. I'm Meg. I'm 42. I'm really great in these areas. Some of these areas I try to work on. And so taking these kids off this timeline that, like by 18, you have to know all these things. I think, no, no, you don't. I'm learning things in my 40s. Like I didn't understand decimals and fractions till I taught my kids decimals and fractions, right? <laughs> I love it. And so just like you get to go at their own pace. So if you have a kid with a lot of energy, which I luckily I do, would well, you better believe with seven, I do, and I would run them. I'm like, all right, buddy, before we start school, let's go run around a block. Let's go run a few miles. And he's like, yes, yes, let's go. Let's go. And like we <laughs> would do a little bit of school and he's like, all right, now I got to go play football. And I was like, absolutely. Go and play football. But now he's 11 and he can sit and read a book. But it took a lot of help of with that energy. He is a gift. And we look at these things and we're like, oh, a kid with so much energy is so draining like, no, it's a gift. It's wonderful. Or a kid who doesn't talk a lot. They're like, oh, they're so shy we've got to do all these things. And it's like, no, it's just a gift. You just haven't seen it yet. They're very in tune with nature or they're really, you know what I mean? Just starting to look at these things with gifts. There's a book by Malcolm Gladwell, David and Goliath, and it even talks about dyslexia mm-hmm. in there, right? Because I know that's an issue people have. It's like, how do you help a dyslexic kid? But they will have such different strengths. So Mm -hmm. it may not be that they're going to be the best readers, but it goes in and talks about this lawyer who could memorize anything. So he got his law degree. He made millions of dollars, was brilliant, and he barely could read, but he could memorize so easily and so well. And so whatever we look at these things and we we call them disabilities or we call them whatever. And instead, if you just look at their strengths and honor those strengths and build upon those strengths, as something rises, everything has to come up with it.
1: Wow. Wow. When the water rises, all ships go up with it. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's so true. I just I love your mindset because that is so on point. Why do we have to learn this at this time? You're right. I'm still learning things, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm 48. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm actually really excited about my life. In fact, I feel the Lord had told me your second half is me better than you latter half. And I'm like, I'm so excited. Like I'm starting something brand new. You know, I can't wait to, to get and learn new things because truthfully life is all about learning. Life is all Mm -hmm. about that. And, and we shouldn't have like these timetables, like you need to know this at this time and you need to know this at this age. And just like our muscles lag and some muscles develop before others. So does our learning. Like, you know, for me, I think I didn't learn to write until I was in my thirties. Like yeah. my writing stunk. I, in fact, my college teacher was like, do you even know how to write? And I, and I was a bio major. He's like, "I have to grade your grammar. It's terrible. I'm like, it's like, it's like a second grader. I'm like, oh my God, how embarrassing is that? But At that point, I just was like, well, I guess I got to work on that. So I started working on it. And now I I have really good grammar, you know, but it just it took some time. It just didn't happen very quickly. And I love the fact that your daughter has an associate's degree at 16. Hello. The opportunities are immense. I love what you're doing. I'm just so excited for parents to connect with you and to really get that peace of mind from an experienced person with you have a lot of experience even <laughs> minus the years <laughs> yeah minus the years you know you put in the miles you know yeah. you put in the miles and you're still putting in miles right you're you're still homeschooling you have a 5 year old
2: yes so my 16 year old 14 year old 11 year old and 5 year old still homeschool my 16 year old is in college so i just kind of am checking to make sure he's good he's in a second year of college My 14-year-old, she's going to do full homeschool. So she's not getting a high school diploma and not getting a college diploma anytime soon. So she's just doing courses she loves and books she loves. And I've had a blast with that. 11-year-old, he's pretty independent. So we do maybe a group subject together and then we check in every single day. And then my five-year-old is obviously everything, right? And so (laughs) he's not very independent yet.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it that, you know, just like talking to you, I feel the freedom. I really do. Like my chest actually feels open. Like, you know, like my heart feels very open, which I, I love. And you have like a nickname, the hippie mama. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> I gave it to myself. That's like what cool moms do. So like when I started homeschooling, I got into natural stuff. Yeah. And so like when blogs had first come out, you know, cause I've done a couple home births and I still make my own toothpaste. And that. like, I'm a little hit and miss. I do have some things that I'm like, that just doesn't work. So <laughs> we do have bleach for our toilet bowls. So if somebody has a natural remedy that works, Send it my way, but I went back to bleach. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm a little bit in the middle still, but yes, I spoke at a homeschool conference once and he was teasing me. He was like, you don't look like a hippie. And I go, well, I did do a home birth and let all my children watch. And then I saved my placenta and had it encapsulated. (laughs) And he goes, okay, okay, you're fine. You can be called a hippie. (laughs) I love it. So you don't have to be natural if you want to come and hang out with me. But one thing that I, I love helping parents do is to remember what they value and why they even wanted homeschool. Right. Because you get so caught up in like, what are our neighbors doing? And our kid knows all the states and the neighbors know whatever. And it's like, well, what was your reason for even homeschooling? A lot of times it's relationships, time together as a family. Rarely is it about the curriculum. I have never heard anybody say like, I want my kid to be like the smartest person ever. Right. But they're like, I want them to be a critical thinker. I want them to whatever that is. So helping them stay in line their homeschool with whatever curriculum or unschooling that supports the values that they have. And so and seeing that homeschool. So somebody asked me the other day, how long should I be homeschooling my five year old for six hours? And I go, oh, my, like my guy's 20, 30 minutes tops on a good day. And I said, but his life is homeschool." Because he's learning, like five year olds, a little bit different, right? But he learns how to fold his clothes and he's learning how to do chores. But my other kids, 11 and up, can all do their own laundry. They can all cook. They can all clean. They can do all the yard work. They can do all these things because our homeschool doesn't end. It's not like 20 minutes, six hours, whatever. It's their whole life. Mm -hmm. It's just learning. Mm -hmm. They want to play the piano for a few hours. Fantastic. That was school, right? And so, but that is in line with what I value. I and love so it. I value the relationships. I value freedom and freedom in the sense of not only like freedom of political things, but freedom to not be told what to do. And I love to just pick up and go and go up to the mountains or um, go on a trip or whatever. Like I want that flexibility with my children and whatnot. And so if my homeschool ever gets too rigid and we're not traveling and we're not doing anything, I'm out of alignment and it feels off. So as soon as I can bring you back into alignment with what you value, then all of a sudden your homeschool can feel fun again and just flow. Oh man, where can people connect with you? Where can they get your resources? Where can
1: they register and sign up your your monthly subscription?
2: Yeah, you can go to www.coachmegthomas.com and I have some freebies on there too. I have my free Facebook support group that is for No Yelling Parents and that's a lot of fun. I do some little freebies and free calls in there. I have a freebie, five ways to bring peace into your home, 15 things to say to your kids instead of yelling, right? You're you're so annoying, but, but what else you could say? Something like that. But then my monthly membership is just, you can sign up right there on coachmegthomas.com as well. You can follow me on Instagram, the hippie mama. I don't think reels are hilarious and fun. So I like to make reels, <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, you can find me in those places. And then my podcast is called the homeschool. Yes. The Call to Homeschool. Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) But you can find all that on my website. Awesome. I love it. I love it. As we're wrapping up, Meg, what is one... Well, I feel like there's been a ton of them. (laughs) (laughs) This whole podcast has been one big takeaway. But (laughs) as we're wrapping up, what is like one thing you want to leave with parents as they walk away from our
2: conversation today? That they are qualified to teach their kids. Mm. And I think that the world or whatever, or maybe your in-laws or your own mother will tell you different, but you are qualified. You have taught them how to walk. You've taught them how to feed themselves. You taught them how to do so many things. And then good laws, you teach them to drive. That is way more terrifying. Trust me. I'm on my fourth driver. I would rather teach them math and English (laughs) and all those science, whatever, over driving. But like, we have these things that we are told like, yeah, you can teach your kid to drive, but you can't do this. Yeah, you can Mm. teach your kid to tie their shoe, but you can't do this. And it's like, nope, you are 100% qualified to teach your child because you are their parent, because you love them. And it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Nothing ever will be. But keep going. You are qualified. You are qualified to be your parent's teacher.
1: Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing all of your wisdom your
2: experience, your behind the scenes. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love all things homeschooling.
1: Yeah, you do. And guys, just go on her website. I'll have all your show notes, all your links in the show notes and everything. So people can just click and go and they'll be able to connect with you and just start their homeschool journey. I'm excited for people.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. And soon I will be having 30 days to ease into homeschooling that Mm -hmm. will be available. So it could be step-by-step thing, a guide. And even if you're already homeschooling, really it's to build a strong foundation. Mm -hmm. So even if you're already homeschooling to go back and just make sure you have a strong foundation so you can keep homeschooling.
1: That's really good. Going back. Awesome. Thanks again, Meg. It's been awesome.
2: You bet. Thank you.
0: If you love the conversations we're having here on the homeschool advantage podcast,